0: Have you ever heard about Karma Yoga? Today I'm talking with Ambika, yoga teacher and blogger from Toronto, about Karma Yoga. Hello, yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. Welcome, Ambika, to my podcast. I'm very happy and honored you you came here.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And um, I have heard you speak on Karma Yoga, and I would like to hear more of your thoughts and experiences about this. But first, maybe would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you. Um, So,
1: I currently live in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, Mm -hmm. um, where I practice yoga, I teach yoga, As well. And I live here with my husband. And before that, we were living in Mexico. We spent, uh, well, I spent about three years there uh, living in a yoga ashram. So um, I dedicated um, those three years to sort of more, I guess, of an internal, spiritual, kind of inward facing time to kind of, I was, I think what started that was that I was looking for some kind of meaning and purpose that I wasn't that I that I wasn't experiencing before that so mm-hmm. that kind of um I guess ignited the whole stay in the ashram thing
0: so. <laughs> yeah and how did you get there
1: Ooh, that's a long story but it's a very <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a fun story to tell I like I like telling it because it makes me remember remember all of the all of the beautiful coincidences, or maybe they weren't coincidences, or whatever they were, they're really they're really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I I guess I started. Well, I started with yoga. Um, I started practicing yoga in university. Um, it was kind of a way to de stress, um, reduce anxiety, and, and that sort of thing. It was more more of the asana practice that I that I would that I would engage in um And so I got really into, really into the asana practice, and then eventually I I started to learn about Ashtanga and the limbs of yoga, the yamas niyamas, um, and all of all of kind of the more philosophical principles that that went along with the yoga practice, and they really 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 um, called my attention. Um, I was really really interested in that, and I wanted to learn more about you know, how to make yoga my life, how I could wake up in the morning and live yoga until I would go to sleep at night. And then even while sleeping, you know, practice, yoga. (laughs) it was, yeah, I guess, search. And, and I mean, I guess, simultaneously, while I was searching for that, um, I was experiencing, I guess, a certain insatisfaction Mm. with, the things that I was doing I had finished university um, I had studied theater and mm. I had uh, after that I studied dance for a couple of years and and I I really enjoyed what I what I was doing but at the same time I felt like some kind of connection was missing some kind of um, I guess motivating purpose that, that that went beyond just, you know, the next show or the next the next performance or the next, I don't know, award or or mm. whatever that kind of whatever whatever those kind of goals goals are, which which I think are great. I think it's great to have goals and 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 it's wonderful to have to be successful, I think, as well. And I think it's important. Um, but there was something missing. There was something missing. And and I remember on my 23rd birthday, <laughs> I had like my little altar and I was really uh, into like crystals and meditation and all kinds of sort of new age. But then I also had, you know, pictures of Mother Mary and mm. and and Jesus and things that I had grown up with as well. It was just kind of an amalgamation of all my uh, inclinations and spiritual beliefs at that time, I think. And uh, I remember I lit a candle um, on on my birthday, and I was in a really bad place. <laughs> mm. I was feeling really desperate um, about that about that meaning that I was looking for and and not feeling. And I sat in front of this altar and I made a prayer, mm. a very loud prayer, I think, in my heart, <laughs> uh, where I said I think I don't know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing or what 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 I'm really good at or what direction it is that I'm supposed to go in but all I all I knew at that time and what I kind of was praying for was that I wanted to serve God <laughs> and I was like that's I, I don't know what it is but that's sort of my And I guess I had all of the representations and understandings of what God was for me at that time on this altar. And I just kind of put all of my faith into that and said, please, please, I I, I need, I need, I need to do this. I need Mm -hmm. to find, find that connection. Sorry, I don't know if you hear my dog crying in the background. (laughs) She's She's just a puppy. She's seven months. She's Mm -hmm. kind of calming down now. But anyway. So that was in December of my of well my my birthday was in December and then I was planning a trip to to Brazil because at that time I was studying Brazilian dance and I had been planning a trip to Brazil because I wanted to go and kind of study a little bit more of 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 that culture and dance and while I was planning the trip I was thinking All of a sudden, it was really funny. I was thinking, "Oh, I want to go to Argentina." Mm. I had never once thought about Argentina in my life; like (laughs) it was not even on my radar or anything. Mm. And and I was also thinking, you know, I I don't have time or money to go to Argentina and Brazil. It's just not going to work out. I I just I'm going to go to Brazil because that's where the specific teacher that I wanted to study with teaches her workshops. Mm. In January, I found out that that teacher wasn't going to be in Brazil at the time that I was planning my trip for but she was going to be in Argentina. Oh, so yeah. (laughs) So I said, Oh, that's perfect. I guess I kind of get to fulfill that purpose. And, and so while I was planning my trip, I had about, I had about 10 days before the, the course started to decide, um, what exactly i mean i could do anything in argentina for those 10 days mm. and at the time i was also really interested you know in finding uh, like a conscious community and 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 this whole idea of service and um i was also i'd recently become a vegetarian and mm. just a more healthy lifestyle and of course i was really into yoga and a friend of mine she had directed me to a website that was like conscious communities worldwide mm. sort of thing you kind of could type in wherever you were going and and a bunch of conscious conscious communities would 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 appear so i typed in argentina and there was only one that popped up and it was an eco yoga park that's what it was called eco yoga mm. park i believe is also called new vrindavan now yeah um,
0: that's actually so I, my yoga school <laughs> it's Really <so> funny <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. It was this Eco Yoga Park mm. and um I was like, Oh well this kind of all works very perfectly mm. <laughs> So I wrote to them and uh, and a devotee well I a, a I didn't know who it was at the time. It just said um H A R I Harry mm. But at the time like I I I read I read it Harry. <laughs> I said, Oh, I didn't know people in Argentina were named Harry as well. <laughs> That was kind of funny, but anyway, I um, I I responded and and they were really really nice and said yeah you know you can stay here and mm-hmm. uh, volunteer and you know do some mantra meditation and all of these things and you can practice yoga every day and for me it sounded like a dream and I was mm-hmm. like yep this is exactly what I need so I hope I'm not going too long with this
0: <laughs> <laughs> no <don't> worry, <laughs>
1: it's no. a very long story yeah <laughs> um so then. I was in Argentina. I w- I mean, I, I left for, for Argentina in February. So this was two months after that kind of meditation prayer in December. Two months later, I was, I found myself in Argentina. And I really, really was impacted by my stay there, the 10 days that I was there. the The, I felt that the people who were there were very, I just felt like they were filled with This peace and love and Mm. they were just radiating a completely different vibe I guess Mm. and whatever it was I really wanted a piece of it (laughs) and I wanted to know kind of how I could whatever it was that they were doing I was I figured I need to be doing that Mm. that's kind of what I would like to be radiating as well that's what I would like to imbibe and and embody and um I got sick while I was there I got a really bad fever um I think it was a little bit of a kind of healing something I don't know what it was but I got really sick and Mm. and and especially um a few a few ladies there were really really um compassionate and warm with me and um on every trip that I would go on I was used to taking a rosary with me Mm. uh and I had forgotten my rosary on this trip, which was also really weird because I never, I never forgot my rosary. Um, but I saw that they were chanting on beads there. Mm. And I said, well, it can't be that different from what, from what I'm used to doing. So I asked if they could teach me how. Mm. And they they did. And for during the time that I was ill, I was just sitting in bed and and chanting and after a day or two I felt very different Mm -hmm. and a couple days later you know I had to continue with my trip um but I remember while I was there you know in Argentina the 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 students or practitioners there you know they had also recommended uh, reading the Bhagavad Gita Mm -hmm. you know maybe the the questions that I had could be found there and and I said, Yeah, eventually I'll kinda of look for one. And then after leaving Argentina, I, I, I did end up going to Brazil. And while I was in Brazil, the house that I was staying in, they had a copy of the Bhagavad Gita mm. in English.
0: Oh, wonderful.
1: <laughs> in the school in the in the in the house as well. So I, I did dedicate that time to just reading the Bhagavad Gita. Mm-hmm. And I was also um, listening to an audio book on the Tao de Ching and just kind of I was looking I was just looking for a bunch of answers but um, I got a lot of the answers to the questions that I had after reading the Bhagavad Gita and then after reading it I said I need to practice this whatever everything that it's saying in this book I need to practice it this is I mean I talked about serving God and how and specifics and very in detail Mm. And I said, this is what I want to do. But I had no idea how to do it. I had no idea. I needed, I felt like I needed guidance. Again, that conscious community that I was looking for. And so this was kind of a desire and something that I would, you know, that was in my heart. And then I went back to Canada. And then some circumstances led me to another trip in to Mexico. And I was living in Querétaro in Mexico. and. Uh, was occasionally taking some some day trips to to Mexico City mm-hmm. and I had been directed to a this ashram in Mexico City that practiced mm-hmm. the same like they were dedicated to practicing you know Bhagavad Gita and all of the the practices pretty much it was the same the same the same setup as what I had found in Argentina, but in Mexico City. Mm. I decided that all of the plans that I had made for myself in Mexico, I kind of abandoned everything. Okay. (laughs) This is what I want to do. And I, yeah, when I was in in the ashram, just everything that I saw around that was there, you know, they also had a yoga ashram, like a a yoga studio Mm. and they practiced. Not just the asanas, but also the philosophical part, and you can practice service. And um, there was the practice of daily daily mantra meditation as well with this with this rosary. And and I was very much, I felt very much at home. I said, "This is where I need to stay." Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how
0: I got there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So just because you mentioned. Um, a lot about the Bhagavad Gita and how it was important for you and somehow give you the answers that you were seeking for. So in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna uses a metaphor to assure Arjuna that he will not lose anything by letting go of the result of his actions. And um, my spiritual master, Swami Tripurari, comments on this In his Bhagavad Gita, he says, Arjuna will gain the fruits of his work even while sacrificing them. For that which he will gain by his course includes within it that which is sacrificed. Just as the amount of water in a small pond is contained within a large lake. So I would like to ask you, what's your opinion about it? And if you can say also, what do you think about Karma Yoga regarding this point too? Oh, okay. (laughs)
1: Um, I am by no means an expert on the Bhagavad Gita. (laughs) Um, I love hearing from from you know people who who do understand the Bhagavad Gita on a more, you know. Spiritually advanced or realized level. Yeah. Um, I love hearing hearing from them and hearing their sort of understandings because, I mean, in, in 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 the way that I mean, by by listening and by you know trying to understand what I can and and put into practice what I can, then I feel like I slowly start to understand mm-hmm. what what is being what is being said and even still that understanding is very very limited <laughs> very limited um but i'll i'll try <laughs> to again speak yeah. from from my own experience yeah from my own experience i guess and 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 for me karma yoga i mean for me on, on a very personal level It it, it kind of starts with desire or kama, you know that that this kind of impulse, these desires to to wanna to wanna do something. Um, I, I feel like in my life I've had a lot of things that I want to do, and I still do, you know. And I feel like this has been a very big motivating factor in in Mm. my life of projects places I want to go things I want to do all of all of these desires are are, and they're always there (laughs) Mm. and they're always there and and for a long time I feel like I would kind of go after these desires and still wasn't feeling satisfied (laughs) after after kind of fulfilling them, and that was very frustrating (laughs) because you know wanting something and then completing it and then finishing it. And then at the end being like, well, you know, there was so much fire and, and burning desire to want to get that thing done or, or, or fulfill this dream or whatever it is. And then at the end, there's this frustration of, I still want more, I still want more, Mm. I still feel sad. Well, I mean, I think the wanting more is always going to happen. But I, I wasn't feeling satisfied from from all of the work and effort that I put into what I had just done. Yeah. Um. So that was really frustrating for me. Um. So then, you know, that's what I started to learn also in in from the teachings of of you know more realized, <laughs> more realized souls and 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 the teachings in the Bhagavad Gita. Um. Is a lot about Dharma. Is yeah. You know the duty acting out of duty rather than rather than acting out of um what is the end result? You know, am I going to be rich after doing this? Am I going to be successful after doing this? Am I going to, am I going to be liked after doing this? Am I going to be um, seen or more famous or more interesting mm-hmm. or more uh, or smarter or more accepted or, or whatever those kind of, I guess, motivating factors or, or end results, you know, that I feel like on, at least on a personal level, I kind of deposit at, kind of like the pot at the end of the rainbow <laughs> like mm-hmm. if i just do all of these things then i'll eventually get this sort of thing right mm-hmm. so i i guess this this idea of dharma or acting out of dharma becomes more about the process and less about the product um more about the journey and less about the destination more about what do you learn on the way rather than what are you left with at the end sort of thing like what's it, it, for me it's sort of been this teaching of acting out of sincerity acting out of acting within my limitations acting within my nature you know becoming sincere about who am i and what are these desires and 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 how can i engage in you know healthy healthy expressions of of you know the pursuit to f- to f- you know, fulfill these ideas and projects and things that I have in my mind, but but not become, but but not have. You know, the end result be the maximum, most important mm. thing in my life. You know, if this doesn't happen, you know, if I don't, I don't know. For example, if I don't publish a book, I'm gonna be, I'm I'm gonna die unfulfilled or something. <laughs> you know, like all of these things. Mm. Um, or if I don't. I don't know, reach 100,000 followers on Instagram, then I haven't, you know, become self-realized or whatever it is, you know, like I'm just using silly, silly examples, but, um, but, you know, that, that feel, feel true and and ring true. And I mean, this, this process of Dharma, I think also has to go with karma yoga because Mm -hmm. I mean, it has to go with, you know, the, the word yoga connection, um, you know, karma, which is action, and yoga, which is connection, but it's connection to what or who, what's on the other side kind of thing. What, what is receiving these actions? You know, if I'm acting as an offering, you know, dharmically, and like acting, offering my, I guess, my body, my mind, and, you know, the faculties that I have as a, as, as a, a servant, I guess, Who is going to receive that? Am I just kind of throwing it out into the world? And you know that was that was kind of something that um, one of the reasons why the kind of new age philosophy and teachings didn't really work for me, I think, at the time, because there wasn't really a direction. Like, who's on the other side? Who's receiving this? You know, who's Mm -hmm. where's where's the back and forth, the, the interaction? Where where is that happening? Um, so with karma yoga, I feel like it's that, that amalgamation or that combination of here's everything that I am and all of my desires and all of the things that I wanted to do that I want to do. And I have someone, you know, this, I have someone who can receive it, someone that's receiving this on, on the opposite end. And, and I mean, you know, when you take it to you know when you practice karma yoga but you know at the same time you're practicing bhakti yoga you know those two parallel i think is very potent because then the amalgamation of i mean when you're kind of practicing bhakti yoga and karma yoga at the same time then then the result that end result is is a spiritual result you know it's the where i'm depositing kind of like the the maximum the maximum end sort of thing is is more in my spiritual advancement and it's more in my um my growth and serve uh, in in service and and it's more of an intrinsic an intrinsic value rather than an an external um an external kind of explosion into show. nothingness yeah exactly mm. yeah an external show of of everything so that's kind of been my own experience and it's hard to practice. <laughs> it's really difficult, yeah. but it's it's worth the effort, I think. Um yeah, because I think there's so many again, intrinsic, I guess. I don't know if you want rewards is the right is the right word, but you know, there's not that anxiety at the end of um at the end, you know that, that the anxiety that comes with thinking, um, with worrying about the, the the future results, and let me control everything so that I don't suffer at the end. You know, it's it doesn't it's not about that anymore. It's it's more about whatever the result is. You know, it's my offering. It's a loving offering, and it's that love that that gets deposited into the the actions that we do. That that makes the process joyful uh,
0: at the end yeah. of it. Right. So. Bhakti Raksha Swami, a great teacher that you might know, mm-hmm. said that when we first come in touch with the path of letting go, we will feel like there is a loss or and no gain. After some time, it will feel like, okay, there was no loss, but still no gain either. <laughs> but finally, we will realize that there was no loss, but all gain. And I think this is such a beautiful, um, it's just all karma yoga, like in one sentence, it's just so beautiful, like all the concept is there, because it is just so so true and real, you know, there's also mm-hmm. like many people say that like uh, the path, the journey to the goal is the, is the goal, you know, mm-hmm. the journey itself. And it's so true, and I, I really love this concept. And as you said, it's it's hard, and I know because I also try myself, you know. <laughs> but that that's also part of the goal, mm-hmm. the the challenging, the, the difficulties. Because without that, we wouldn't be here now with this consciousness, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
1: yeah. and and yeah. I I love that. That um that quote actually I'm glad that you I'm glad mm-hmm. that you shared it. It's nice to remember that and 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 absolutely I think there I mean part of that difficulty I think when you know when you just start kind of practicing it is is from that fear that fear of I'm gonna lose everything yeah um, if I let go of the the result sort of thing yeah. like I it, it it feels very scary um and and I, I don't know maybe it's that fear that that makes it so hard to to kind of practice it's kind of like okay I'm gonna jump into the water but it's you know
0: it, yeah but... it's gonna be cold <laughs> yeah. what if there is a shark over there yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Absolutely yeah so like to to conclude i would like to ask you if you can briefly like give your own opinion of a concept of karma yoga Mm -hmm. and uh, some practical tips for people who would like to put this in practice because there's so much theory you know yeah And uh, the difficult part is to put it in practice once you understand the theory. Absolutely. So if you have any tips or... Yeah.
1: Um, I would say the first thing is get a copy of the Bible (laughs) and (laughs) Gita. And and look for guidance. Look for Mm -hmm. guidance because... um, like I, I mean, like I experienced while I was in Brazil and reading the Bhagavad Gita. I, I, I said, yes, this is you know, serving uh, devotional service. This is what I want to do, and this is this mm. I know that this is the the path to fulfillment and and true satisfaction. Mm. and and I can feel it, and i and I know it's this, but but I had no idea how to practice it. Mm. and even though I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. but um. I feel really fortunate to um, you know, that um that these teachings um and the source of these teachings have kind of manifested themselves in my life in the form of, you know, these um more spiritually advanced souls mm-hmm. that um that truly care, that truly care about one's spiritual advancement. And it's really easy to find people in this world, I think, who um, maybe want something from you or or that you want something from. Um, so there's kind of like this give and take of what's in it for me, what's in it for you. I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really easy to find people like that in this world. Um, you know, they're a dime a dozen. <laughs> And, you know, I I consider myself one of those people as well. I I think 90% of the time, Mm. I I don't want to be, I don't want to be like that forever, but um, which is, which is why I practice, you know, this, these teachings as well, because I'd like to advance myself. Um, But it's really, really, really rare, I think, to find, um, to find somebody who wants nothing from you, who wants nothing from you, and they only want your benefit. Um, and and who even want your benefit more than you want your own benefit <laughs> Yeah so I think if you can if you can kind of detect that in in a guide and um, and really um, kind of come to that with um, with with a sense of you know humility and, and a willingness to be taught then I think that that is the biggest key in practicing karma yoga. You know, if if you have that, you have everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess from my own, I guess, understanding of of what karma yoga has been, at least in my life, and from what I've practiced and what I've kind of learned is that it it connects us to our to who we really are, to our true identity. And I think there are a lot of layers of who we are, or who we project ourselves to be, or or who people think we are, or what we think that other people think we are, <laughs> mm-hmm. and all of these kind of external layers. But karma yoga really kind of takes us into who who we actually are on the inside, and puts us on a kind of fast track to to really imbibing that and and yeah, and becoming that. And it also Connects. I mean, in knowing our true identity, you know, we also come into contact with our true source because wherever we, whoever we are, it must have some connection with where we come from, and mm-hmm. by result, does also where we're going. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it makes us dutiful and stable. I think it brings a lot of stability into our life, um, spiritually, materially, on, on all levels, and um, that it it does make an effect on us, and it transforms us from, I guess, this exploiting mentality, exploiting or, or it, I mean, it could go two ways than exploiting or just the frustrated mentality. <laughs> it transforms us from, from that to um, um, to a more service mentality, more, um, again, that's more in, in line with who we actually are and what's actually going to make us happy and um, keeps us on track to Mm -hmm. fulfilling our spiritual goals and uh, grants us a sense of self that's coherent with our spiritual nature, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I I heard once, I don't remember where I heard it, but it was something like satisfaction comes from um, when when, when you think, what you speak, and what you do are all in line. And what you believe, mm-hmm. like when all of those things are, are in line, that's you know when you feel kind of satisfied in that sense. But,
0: mm, very beautiful. <laughs> so, um, how would you define Karma Yoga? Uh, I would, I would probably go
1: to the a definition of Karma Yoga in the Bhagavad Gita, which mm-hmm. I probably which I don't have in front of me at this time, but. Um, Action in action in a sort of service consciousness in a in a in God consciousness. Mm. Action, action that is dedicated and connects us to our source. Action, sincere, sincere action where we can use our our faculties and our God given talents and and capabilities and and use them in connection to serving the ultimate good. Very good. And I apologize profusely for any errors, either philosophically or,
0: <laughs> no. or just contextually. <laughs> that It I was everything said, wonderful. Pardon? Yeah, it was everything wonderful. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. uh, so,
1: and and thank you yeah. again for for having me. I, I it's again this is also a challenge because it um kind of lets me sit with myself and see okay Ambika what have you learned have you really learned anything
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it was very beautiful and I was inspired from from the video you published on your Instagram that that was also very nice so
1: um, I'm
0: I'm glad I was nervous publishing that too (laughs) 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 It, it was very beautiful
1: yeah well I'm glad I'm glad it led to us being able to
0: connect like this yeah thank you yeah thank you <laughs> i hope this episode fulfill its purpose of inspiring you if you like it feel free to share it give a review or a rating subscribe and if you have any questions please get in touch at aikoyogareiki.com namaste